gone here. Hold on, let me. You see, I got one cushion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sew it together. I'm gonna do the needle and thread on that boy. On the on the head on the headphones. Yeah, man. I think it's better to. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I think that the headphones uh, preserve the integrity of um, of the experience, you know, to a certain degree. Well, it definitely help, I'm sure. bringing the soundboard back today but my phone is just it's messed up so play a sound i can't stop it soundboard's back today i hate soundboard soundboards are so funny (laughs) all right we back you ready correct whenever you whenever you're ready Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fish and squirrels, all of the rest, all of the best, you know what it is. I'm going to tell y'all something. This is the Pass the Bag podcast. It's not enough for you to get the bag. You got to know how to keep the bag. You know, if you got to care for that bag, it's only one way to do it, the key way to do it. You got to share that bag, y'all. Listen, my name, Robert Edward Patterson II. Yeah, some people call me Mr. P from the 313. Uh, Bobby Pins, uh, you know, all of these, all of these things. We out here, sir. My co-host. Who are you? I am Adrian Black. Adrian Blackstock. Adrenaline. I just made that. Uh, <laughs> hey, by by, by the way, I don't I don't know if you want to be seen. I can't see you though. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I, we weren't doing the video today, so okay, I just wanted no to. I don't look as good as you do today. So. Ah, funny, 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 funny. You know, we're all beautiful so people. Hey, listen, we want we want to start this out by saying to everybody, subscribe, like, um, you know, give us an email. Uh, you know, all feedback yeah. is welcome. Pass if you have something negative to say, that's right. Yeah, reach out to us. Um, you know, we 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 really, um, you know, are not we're not rolling over uh, and subscribers just yet. Although this is our third season, we want you to know that we are motivated and dedicated. And, um, you know, we love all of the feedback that you have to give. Uh, we're extremely thankful for those of you who haven't checked out the uh, first and the second seasons of Pass the Bag. We have uh, many episodes. We cover a wide range of topics. Uh, you know, we love uh, servicing you. Let's get into the first bag today. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby's bag, you Let's know, there's nothing, there's nothing like a bootleg bag. There's nothing like a like a counterfeit bag out here. People, we, <laughs> we want to talk about deception today, okay? We want to talk about deception because, uh, according to science, lying, deception is integral uh, to human uh, brain development. It's just, it has been said by many scientists that uh, lying is a sign of intelligence. 
uh, evolutionary biologist angle uh, angles, they suggest that uh, lying is one of these things that humans uh, develop the ability to do so that they can gain the upper hand out in nature. So uh, when we talk about the deliberate attempt to get someone to believe something that you know is not true, this is the definition of lying, according to Dr. Tracy Marks, who says that there are three different types of lying, normal lying, prolific lying, and pathological lying, three different types of lying. Normal lying, lying less than five times a day, and uh, prolific lying and <clears throat> pathological lying have definitions but first we need to understand little lies versus big lies. Little lies, uh, have uh, you heard of any of these types of things? Lying to keep from hurting someone's feelings, lying mm -hmm. to protect someone, lying when you don't like someone's gift, lying to preserve a secret, telling lies to children uh, to uh, quell their desires, to let them know that they can't have something. These are all considered little lies. And big lies, lying about if you like someone, uh, saying that you have not had uh, too much to drink when you have, saying someone looks good when you know they don't, lying about if you love someone, uh, not telling your partner where you've been or who you've been with, lying about sick days, lying about how much money you spent and pretending that you were too busy to make a call. Now, according to Dr. Marks, this is the difference between little lies and big lies. So uh, the normal range of lying is one to two little lies daily and one big lie uh, per week. A prolific liar, okay, this is when it becomes problematic, is someone who's telling six little lies uh, and three big lies daily. And then pathological people are just off the charts. Now, here we go, A Black. Let's get into it. Yes, so lying. According to science, and we have some articles and things like that that are attached to wonderful videos, so everybody who's listening can tune in. So according to science, lying is an important part of human development. It's a sign of intelligence. So that means if you're not lying, you're not as smart as people who are, these types of things. At this very moment, what's one of the most outrageous, just st stupid, memorable lies that you can remember being attached to, you personally, that you told? Ooh, this is going going straight to vulnerability today. Um, mm. let's we have see. to do it. <laughs> Lies that I am, I can remember that I'm currently tied to. I yeah, let's go to let's go to have, let's go to one in the past. Let's not let's not uh, spill all your current uh, your current cookies. Just in the well, past. I mean, this is kind of a current and a past lie, but oh, okay. Let's I go. lied about being on my high school baseball team a lot. Um, baseball? Baseball. <laughs> Look, I lied about baseball because, like, in college, I had, like, all my best friends. I lied to fit in. I already know why I did it. Ah. All my best friends were telling their high school uh, sports all my best friends were telling their high school sports glory day stories. Fear of rejection. University. About that fear uh, of rejection. First, yeah, yeah. And I just I just wanted to fit in, so I just made up a story about me being on a baseball team. Whew. And uh made up a story about, you know, how how successful my high school baseball career was. <laughs> what position did and, you play in this line? Uh I played catcher. Oh jeez. 
played catcher. And Jeez, uh, oh yeah, it was a full on, full on lie. I, de- I developed it all the way out, you know. Um, and yeah, so would you categorize that as a? I think that would be a big lie. Um, yeah, that's a big lie. Uh, did I you think, um, think, did you ahead. steal from from someone else's uh, uh, actual story? A cousin, a brother, a neighbor who was actually a catcher? Uh, no, what? no, no. I just I just made it up as I go. I just made oh, it up man. as I went, and because uh, I just because I have strong memory skills. And I am familiar with the sport of baseball to an extent. Must have sounded ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I, I also lied. I did steal from because my high school was actually pretty good in baseball. Uh-huh. So, uh, so I definitely like lived off of some of their glory, um, telling the story. And I lied because I just wanted to be a part of the team. I wanted, you know, to have my high school. Um, which actually the truth is much cooler. The truth was, you know, like in high school, I was, you know, focused on music and women um, and school. So that was my three main focuses. And that that story, actually, looking back, is much cooler. Uh, and it's going to kind of tie into what my what the second bag is today, what the next bag is or the next bag you guys will hear, the audience will hear. So what's what's a lie that you what about you, sir? What's a lie? And what about you, community? Let us know, you know, a lie that you that you lived in a past life and where you are with that now. I have since told some of my friends, I think all of them know that I was lying about that. Um, I don't think I, maybe I didn't let them know the full extent of how much of it was a lie. But if they listen now, they'll know that it was a lie. And uh, they still love me, though, and I still love them. So what about you? It's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing. <clears throat> that fear of rejection is is uh, is a doozy, sure. Right. Um, let me say first to all our people out there in uh, you know Bag City, Bagland, uh, the nation of bags, you know Baglandia, Baglantis, etc., the Isle of Bags. Uh, let me let me say to our uh, audience that it occurs to me often while I'm out here in Thailand, I meet a lot of tourists, and because I'm not. In that touristy space, I'm I'm in a town that most people, on average, pass through within, you know, four days or something like that, right? They're in and they're out, and so all of the right. tourists they ask one another the same questions, you know, over and over again. Questions I affectionately refer to as basic bitch questions, um, <laughs> and I um, uh, really, you know, do my best to avoid these questions. And, and at times where I have felt social, and I have tuned into my second superpower which is conversation one of the uh, questions that i enjoy leading with um to you know break the break the the pattern of boring questions and you know i just say to them i ask them what is their favorite lie that their parents uh used to tell them when they were children and um so yeah i i am um, just reminded of this uh right now when we talk about you know the value of you know, reflecting on <clears throat> lies that we may have been attached to, uh, what it is that we learn from that, do the people who we were lying to then, you know, know. Uh, for me, at this very moment, one that comes to my mind is I can remember just a specific time where I was with a, a guy who, you know, was then my uh, best friend. He was in a very musical family. Um, he played the guitar. His, Mother played the mandolin, you know. Um, he, she was a multi-instrumentalist. His mother, 
Um, yeah, so I, I can just remember also being very musical and this guy and I, um, you know, we're very musically connected. And uh, I told him that um, I was learning things on the piano that I wasn't learning. And, um, mm. and uh, you know, they had a piano in their house. And I remember that he, you know, was asking me, like, he clearly knew I was lying. He asked me, you know, what was it that I learned? And, you know, basically to show him. And, uh, yeah, it was just something that was, you know, silly. But I feel like, you know, looking back at the, at the, the youth, you know, as a youth, that intersection of, um, you know, lying to, you know, jazz up your own world, you know, my world, you know, first and foremost, I could, I could definitely identify some, you know, fear of rejection or, you know, wanting to belong or wanting to get some, you know, credit, uh, that felt good, you know, wanting some of that shine that, uh, performers and musicians get. So attempting to make myself seem special, but also looking back at it, you know, it occurs to me that I was dressing up my own reality for myself, you know, first and foremost. Um, I'm curious when we talk about these uh, pathological lies. So if we can say that um, a prolific liar, someone's telling six little lies and three big lies daily. Uh, and if we get into pathological lying, being more than prolific, prolific is already a lot of lying. <laughs> uh, right. It makes me wonder... Uh, and it would be great to have people, you know, chime in and contact us and maybe uh, share. But it makes me wonder what's a pathological lie that you've encountered um, that stands out to you that you feel like uh, is important to share, you know, with, with the people. Something that the that the, the you continue to learn from looking back at, or you feel like that the people, you know, might be able to uh, uh, to get the benefit from. Yeah, so how much experience do you, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like, I don't want to say everyone has one in their family because everyone doesn't have a family. You know, some of our favorite people out here in the world are orphans, you know, so shout out to all of my orphans, all of my people who are, uh, right. you know, coming up dolo until they until they build it up. Um, but I do know that a lot of families, uh, if they're sizable at all, um, you know, pathological liars are uh everywhere and, and a lot of different uh right <laughs> they're just yeah they can be everywhere um and i had one that was on my mind saying to myself that i would go first but i feel like my story is so extensive i want to give you the opportunity to go first but i'm gonna go first anyway um, yeah please do for everybody out here in and uh you know in bag city bag town uh i want y'all to know if you don't know if you're just tuning in that I have uh, for almost 15 years now been certified and licensed in the, in the state of Michigan as a massage therapist. Now, I love this work. Beautiful work. One of the best decisions uh, that I ever invested in, in my life. Um, massage therapy is great, not just because I'm a tactile person, but because depending on what type of person you are, um, you know, putting your hands on beautiful women, getting paid for it, um, these types of things, that's all great. You know, beautiful people in general. But if you like women and you're a cis man like I am. OK, great. Now, there's a guy who I know who I grew up with, who um, this is my eldest friend. 
in the world, you know, someone who is not my relative, but, you know, we had all those experiences together, you know, taking baths together as children, you know, going on family vacations with one another. You know, I knew his uh, grandmother who has long since passed away and helped to raise him, all of these things. You know, this is a person who was like my family who, you know, I lost touch with him at one point, missed him dearly. You know, we had a chance to grow back together as young adults. I think we had a chance to really, you know, grow back together. And we ended up, uh, you know, falling out, you know, maybe once or twice around his ethics as a, as a womanizer, right? So for those of us yeah. who are not familiar in our audience, you know, womanizers, uh, they will, you know, just lie, cheat, steal, uh, so that they can have multiple women in their lives. They're not like people who are open or poly people who can just tell the truth for some reason. Womanizers feel like they have to lie. And lately, uh, something that happened within the last six months is that this person was defrauding women. He had a website that was up and an Instagram page. Um, you know, on his website, he was calling himself a massage therapist, which is like me calling myself a gynecologist and having women lie down in front of me. This for me was incredible because I literally have been talking. Uh, well, I don't speak with him, you know, anymore because I don't want to be friends with someone, uh, you know, like this. But uh, I used to tell him, I used to break his balls, tell him that uh, he's such a con man and he needs to come to terms with how much of a con man that he is. And, you know, he always, you know, laughed it off or, you know, attempted to make light of it. But this was one of those situations where, um, you know, just you talk about that beyond prolific lying, you know, pathological lying. Um, it gets right. real ugly, it gets real ugly real quick. So I think it's important for people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my, that's my, um, Get some help. absolutely. That's my example. Yeah. Uh, most of the, most of the lying that I've, I guess I've witnessed is, uh, oh yeah, I just thought of an example. Um, <laughs> And I, expose him. Expose him. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one I need right now. Um, let me find that sound. That sound. There it is. No. Sorry. Yeah, just, it's all good. Expose so, him. Yeah. Come on. Come on with it, man. I want to hear the story. Man. So I I had a relative, someone in my family who was injured. He was injured in an accident. And um and their parents and their parent, you know, had them believe that they were due a settlement once they became of age. Once they became eighteen for the accident that they had. And, you know, everybody was believing it and the whole family was like, okay, you know, like this person going to get their money when they turn a certain age. And the age came and went and the story just kept going like, yeah, it's coming, whatever. So it was upon my mother and I to take to take this person to to the lawyer's office that they had worked with. You know, to get, you know, clear communication on that. Mm. And um, we found out that it was it just wasn't true. And 
and you know for years you know we had you know everybody had been believing that and um this young man you know was kind of he was uh invested in that idea that you know one day you know he's gonna come up because of his accident you know that's lit you know and uh and they just found out that it just wasn't true and um and it was just unfortunate because you know like i could see you know like the glimmer of hope you know in his eyes kind of dissipate and and it was just unfortunate you know that you know me and my mom you know i wasn't even living in my hometown at the time i was in university so i was in and out of town you know but like me you know having to expose that 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 darkness you know to him and it was somebody you know that that was telling him that that he really cared about and you could and i mean part of me just wants to believe that that person was misled um that it could have been one lie that led to another lie that led to another lie you know um but it was just whew, it was just intense you know just to just to my role in that um uh-huh. and uh the messenger happened to you were the bearer yeah, of bad news at that point. Yeah, being the bearer of bad news and like just being a young person myself. Um and so yeah, like the the path of the path of being a pathological liar can just affect so many different lives, especially when, you know, people are banking on some of the things that you say. And uh so at, that opens the question up to you, you guys in the community. What what are some pathological lies that you've heard, witnessed, been a part of? Um, or <laughs> it's confession prevent, time, folks. <laughs> help prevent. You know, you don't have to. You know, snitch on yourself. We're not asking nobody to, uh, to snitch on themselves, but we ask them. To, what I think there's some there's some there are some beauty in the in the vulnerability of the truth, you know? Ah, yes. The vulnerability of the truth. Well, man, I mean, according what's, to science, what's, again, according to science, what's your thoughts you know? on, what's your thoughts on, on the little lies though? What's your thoughts on, on small lies, little lies versus big lies? Oh man. Um, I tell you what, you want to talk about vulnerability. Um, I feel vulnerable right now cause I'm, I feel like I'm about to get nerdy. Um, I'm about to say some things that you, you know, you have heard me say before, and maybe even people here have heard me say before, depending on how many episodes that they've listened to. But, you know, there's a string, a thread that, you know, gets tied between multiple points. Um, and it goes a little something like this. You know, I, I love Sons of Benfa, you know, which is uh, the art of war. Uh, I love the art of war. And the first thing that the art of war says is that all warfare is based on deception. Um, And I think that that's great. You know, I can dig that. And so when we know how to read for context, we can look at that and we say, oh, boom. So that means that uh, every lie is, uh, is 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 an act of hostility. Um, And so there's that part. And, you know, OK, boom. OK, cool. I can dig it. That's great. So that leads me to the place where, you know, we look at the human spirit and, you know, fight or flight is what scientists call it. Right. But uh, the layman's terms, you know, war and peace is absolutely part of the human spirit. You know, 
uh, it's just there. And so, um, absolutely, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, um, you know, just thinking about the way the human spirit works, thinking about uh, the way that those little lies work, you know, all acts of hostility aren't reasons to go to war, right? Um, mm. you, you know, all battles, you know, don't equate to, you know, big conflicts, right? And, 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 you know, mobilizing a bunch of, you know, resources, emotional resources, social resources, whatever, whatever, whatever right. war looks, looks like in that, in that respective way. So I really love going back to this part when I, when I contemplate, you know, lies being part of human nature and the conversation about lies being part of human nature, because again, you know, uh, all, all warfare is based on deception, but that doesn't mean that all deception is, is, is an act of war, you know, although, right. you know, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's how I feel about the situation. I think that the little lies are, um, <laughs> again, uh, there's a, there's, there's certain uh, values actually, not again, this is the first time that uh, I'm mentioning it because you asked, but yeah, um, there are a lot of, common values out in the world that are not necessarily our own values. And so it's not, it's not unusual that people are familiar with values that are not their own more than they're familiar with their own values, you know, depending on how much time and energy they've invested in getting to know the difference between, you know, someone else's morality I lost you, bro. Check, check, check. You there? All right, I just got you back. I lost you. Oh, you lost me. What's the last thing you heard me say? I lost you. Uh, you were talking about morality and I don't know, you were like midpoint and then I lost you. Well, just to say that um, that there are systems of authority that are based on, you know, values and, and people's morality that's, that, that, that isn't our own, right? And right. so that includes judgments around uh you know lying and falsehoods you know mm. um and i think that that's some, a, important to keep in mind because you know the the for lack of a better term you know the, the the transgression that lying is viewed as or you know type of sin you know that lying is viewed as there's also a, a cultural context to it you know like for example for example when you look at um in the americas a lot of natives when you look at the trickster, 
for those uh, people in our audience who may not be familiar with the trickster, uh, there are certain archetypes uh, that exist in uh, native uh, mythology or in uh, native lore. And one of those archetypes is coyote or the crow. And what happens is that, you know, uh, the trickster uh, archetype, which oftentimes the trickster is either a coyote or a crow, um, is there to deceive us um, and to get a lot of humor out of deceiving us. And then we get these lessons and uh, life from from this deception that happens to us. Unfortunately, I don't know any uh, uh, stories right now. Uh, I can't remember them specifically. Well, I but, mean, uh, it, yeah. the trickster exists in all in all like folklore, religious context. Man, you just got to think about the serpent. It's the same concept. Uh, okay. Like yeah. Yeah. Sure. And sure. Loki and Lo- Loki in the Norse oh. mythology, the serpent Loki, and, uh, and the know, Semitic like, uh, uh, type of things, and uh, who is it in exactly. uh, in Ifa? Uh, uh, I can't remember who's the who's the trickster in the. Uh, in the Ifa, but um, yeah, so the trickster. So I mean, uh, even know, like every fairy tale, every fairy tale. I mean, you go to like <laughs> Goldilocks. Um, Where's the lion? Goldilocks. Riding Hood. I can't even. I just remember uh, three different beds and, and some soup and things like that, but I can't remember where the de- where the deception was. Uh, what was the deception? In I mean, the deception was she was. What I mean, Goldilocks was the deceiver, I guess, um, in the sense that she was trying to, you know. It, to get away with eating the people's food without them noticing. <laughs> so that, that's an interesting correlation because even I, we didn't bring it up, but for me, I look at lying and stealing, right? I'd look at those mm-hmm. two things and I, I equate them with a ton of overlap. Like I would say that the overlap between there's different ways to steal, but I, I do feel like in most cases, um, you know, lying is a type of thievery. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Let's see what the people out, uh, what the, what the people out there in, uh, in the Pastor Bag podcast. In uh, bag land. Yeah, let's see. Let's see how they feel about the situation. You know. Yeah, lying. let us that's, know that's, what, that's what a, you all think about lying, about the role that lying plays. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing that you brought up. Mm-hmm. Since we we equated lying to thievery, and we created lying to like a hostile act. And, you know, some of these these the adjectives that can be perceived negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, what about is lying ever a positive thing? Yeah. Again, you know, the, the original um, the original um, statement, like it's real easy to uh, Google or to you know go on YouTube search and to find there's a lot of research where people talk about, you know, lying being a positive thing. Right. For um you know, it's linked to intelligence. You know, is you have to the part of your brain that is associated with creativity and uh, intelligence, that specific cortex, right. whichever one it is, um, it is activated and more developed, more highly developed in uh, individuals when they lie and individuals who are good at lying and who lie frequently. Um, and so in that way, if we talk about <laughs> I don't know if it evokes the phraseology of, you know, being too smart for one's own good per se but right. um yeah a lot of the stuff has uh you know the context is in you know the values of you know which society is coming up in but yeah man absolutely there are times where I, you know i feel like it, if you go to war if you have no uh no other option 
than to go to war, which is the only time that you should go to war, then of course lying is going to be good because in order for you to win, in order for you to get that quick and dirty uh, out of the way, you're going to need to be, uh, you know, good at lying. <laughs> so that's that's one example. How about you? What, what, are you, what are you thinking? I mean, I think that I, I work in the art and entertainment industry, right? Um, <laughs> I think deception, deception is a is a pillar of this industry, uh, whether it be in modeling, whether it be in acting. Um, I mean, act, acting is nothing but just a, a big a big lie, right? You're just pretending to be something else. And it is make believe. believe. It's make believe. I mean, so and I mean, you know, storytelling can be a lot of the same thing as a songwriter. You know, mm-hmm. I have to. I make up stories all the time. My wife is like, "What? When did this happen?" I'm like, "I just made it up. Like, I'm just living vicariously through the experiences that I write down and things that happen in my memory. Sometimes it comes from real experience. Sometimes it comes from things that people I know have experienced. But other times it's just." I know somebody's been through this, so I'm a write about it, but it didn't necessarily happen to me, even if mm. I said it happened to me. Mm. Uh, so so I think there's some lying and some, mis- I guess, some deception just involved in art in general. And I think right. in order to accurately depict, you know, people's experiences, sometimes you have to, like, you know, I guess mentally put yourself in that space, which is a form of deception. Like You're deceiving yourself into putting yourself in a certain environment or a certain situation in order to create art from that perspective. Well, thank you for sharing that, Adrian Black. Let me let me go ahead and bite the elephant that's in the room because this is something we talked about uh, before we, uh, you know, got into today's production. The elephant in the room, my favorite lie out in society um, that you know I, I want to play my part in dismantling. Right, the idea that. Uh, a, per, a person's weight, uh, the weight of a person, how many kilograms or pounds a human body is, um, is directly related to, you know, how healthy that a person is or, you know, less weight equals better or, you know, just the whole weight thing. Um, and yeah, we'll talk more about it in a different bag and a different podcast. But this is, of course, you know, my favorite lie, not just of the moment, but it's one that gets me fired up, you know, like I, I, I go crazy. I really do get triggered negatively or just triggered in general when I hear people talk about weight and I know that, um, you know, that they, they have no idea how basic things like mass time density work. Uh, you know, they don't know. They just don't know. They say that they want to lose weight when they really mean they want to burn fat or that they want to change the body composition. Um, you know, they don't know how these things work. Um, that's my, f- if I have to have a, a favorite one, you know, that jumps out at me, uh, this is definitely one of my favorite ones at, at the moment. You know, I don't like it. I think it, it's, a, it's a lie that persists and causes a lot of suffering. It's a multi-billion, if not a you know trillion-dollar lie. Predatory industries, um, you know, keying in on this type of thing and taking advantage of people, and nobody ever really dismantling it, making that education about the situation digestible. Yeah, that's a lie out in society. Uh, what, what's your lie out in society that, that moves you? My favorite lie out in society. Is, or just the one that moves you the most, not necessarily your favorite. Just the one. Let's let's call it the one that one that, that moves that me moves. recently. Um, when did I recently? Just in general, is the uh, we only use ten percent of our brains. <laughs> yeah, um, a bunch of other stupid stuff that people people say, but they just accept. That was it, a right? fun one, but not, I mean, I like I liked it because 
I liked it because like the idea of like our human potential that we don't meet, we haven't met our potential. I like that Jeez. idea, that concept. Like it, 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 it's, it, it presents hope. When I hear it, when I used it, and when I heard it, it was from a sense of like, hey, bro, like you have so much that you just haven't tapped into. And so it's for that tale, reason, right? I think it was it was hopeful, but it's also like untrue because if you only lose ten percent of your brain, you'd be brain dead, and you know like that's not just not how the brain works. Um, however, I think there's some truth in the fact that we don't you know reach our capacity, you know for for many reasons, but the fact that we you know only use ten percent of our brains is. Is 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 a lie. It's not true. It's, it's ridiculous. And, uh, people, people Fairy still tale. say, it, and it's not. It's not true. Um, the I research heard. does not support it. Uh, brain scans do not support it. <laughs> um, so, that's one. What What are your favorite lies out there, people? What are some lies that have affected you? What are some lies that you've told? Let us know. Uh, you can hit us up on at Past the Bad Podcast on Instagram or Past the Bad Podcast at Gmail dot com. Hey. Tap in, let us know, keep us posted, and uh, let's get into this next bag, man. Thing. All right. I'm gonna stop and start to record. I'm gonna stop and start to another record.